Yes, yes, we know, Lord Jesus. We know about the war, and we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for this very beautiful day, that you are beautiful in our hearts. You have given us hope and peace and joy. Lord God, you've comforted us and filled us up. We're not empty, we're not sad, we're not lonely, but we're sure waiting for you to return. So I thank you, Lord God, for helping us today as we look into this thing of comfort and suffering. And Lord, I thank you, Jesus, that you took on a great amount of suffering, laying aside your royalty in heaven to come down to mingle with us, to be with us, to instruct us, heal us, lead us to salvation, and die for us. Lord, thank you, Jesus, that your love for us is real. And I thank you for giving us power over all the power of the enemy. And we take authority right now over the enemy that he will not be able to hinder this time, this conversation this broadcast in Jesus' name, and that he will not be able to sequester it or or uh, hide it, Lord God, or um, censor it, Father God, in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord, for the revelation of truth that sets us free. We thank you, Jesus, that you've given us power, as we said, over all the power of the enemy. We thank you, Lord, for giving us divine protection, that no weapon formed against us will prosper. The missiles and assailants of the enemy will be removed from us, Lord God, by the, the shields of heaven. And I thank you now, Lord God, that you open our eyes to see and our ears to hear and our hearts to receive the revelation of your love and your truth, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, comfort my people. Mm-hmm. Comfort my people. Yes. With all the suffering that is going on in the world and among the people of God, God has promised to comfort his people. He said he would never leave us or forsake us in the midst of all these things. Isaiah 40, verse 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended and her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. But if you look back, speak comfort to Jerusalem. And He's to talking my people. particularly yes. about you know the nation of Israel at that particular time, but we're His people yes. by faith in Jesus Christ. Yes. And you know, well. we, yes, exactly. And you know, right now, as was back then, this issue of suffering—that's why He's bringing this word of comfort. This suffering has has just exponentially increased. This, and, and we ask the question: Well, when will all this suffering end? Um, when, you know, and here's kind of the philosophical way of looking at that, the longing for things to change and the sorrow and the loss of loved ones, the blatant injustice, the lack of necessary food for many, the anxiety, the fear, the suffering for the truth and because of the lie. When will this change? When will it be made right? When will we receive back, uh, be reunited with our loved ones and this blatant injustice be taken care of? Um, and, and the Lord said, you know, in Galatians, I believe it says, in the fullness of time, God sent his son, Jesus, to comfort the people. Mm-hmm. Well, that was, they waited 4,000 years for that. And they lost hope and basically even lost a sense of direction or who they were almost 
as they waited for the fulfillment of the promise. It was a very dark time for them. Yeah, and the and they missed from the the promises were being fulfilled, and most everybody missed it. Well, uh, yeah, they missed the the fact that the Messiah came and was born. You mentioned about earlier about all this veil of tears, this, yes, this mm-hmm. suffering going on. I'm just thinking too for. Um, for the people of God, for those who know Jesus, mm-hmm. Romans chapter 8 and verse 18, for he says, uh, beginning there, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory mm. which shall be revealed in us. Yeah. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the really the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him subjected it in hope. Mm -hmm. Because the creation itself will also be delivered from the bondage of corruption. So there's a suffering that's going out through all creation. Well, you know, even delivering babies creates, there's a suffering involved. So suffering and deliverance kind of go hand in hand, I guess. Yeah, and so he says, uh, will be delivered, the creation will be delivered from the corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Here's verse 22. Um, For we know that the whole creation Mm -hmm. groans and labors with birth pangs. Mm -hmm. You mentioned birth pangs. Mm -hmm. Until now. In other words, there's a baby coming. There's a fulfillment coming. There's a blessing coming. Mm -hmm. And not only they, but we also who have the first fruits of the spirits. Of the spirit. So we have the first fruits of the spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. So we're it's said very well. It's said very well in this passage. And also, you know, really the thing is, um, Jesus has come to comfort his people and whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord and surround themselves, surrender themselves to him and choose his way will find relief from that pain and suffering. Um, so he came. He, the first time he came, he conquered the sin and the death, obviously by rising from the dead. He paid for our sin. He has made, made a way for us to return back to the heart of the Father, which we'd all been separated from Father God by sin and by, dis, by the destruction and the wickedness of this world. And he's, caused, he's made a way for us to be restored back to our true identity, to comfort us with justice. I think one of the things that we suffer so much from now are the blatant injustices and the lack of peace. And he's come to bring us peace and goodwill towards each other and towards God. And you know, at this season now, when we focus on uh, peace and goodwill towards man, Jesus coming, we kind of we kind of reflect on that. I think that's a, a very, very healthy, very happy, very holy, very important part of reflecting back to recognize where we're at and who is in control. And it's, and it's like um, I was reading some of the things, <clears throat> excuse me, I was reading some of the things you had written about how when Jesus came, he kind of sneaked into this world. He snuck right in under the, co- the cover right of darkness, under yes. Under the cover of darkness. Yes, and nobody know. saw him except the, the night watchman, you know, and that's the same, but that's not going to be the way he comes again. Oh, he's coming with power and great glory. All the world will know that mm-hmm. he is king and he is Lord. Whether they believe in him or not, whether they have received him or not, mm-hmm. um, they will know. Though every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory, to of, the God. glory of God the Father. Well, he had to sneak in because we're, you know, he knew that all the world was under the grip of the terrible one. 
and held sway and 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 cap, held captive. So he snuck in behind enemy lines as an infant in the dark of the night, and yet the angels kind of gave way. They had to endorse or announce or bear witness to his authenticity. But other than that, he was just kind of, he merged, submerged right into the mess with us. Came into this world the same way we come into this world, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, as, as a baby. Yet he is, fu- you know, fully God, fully the yeah. son of God, the eternal son of God that, that came, took on flesh, human mm-hmm. flesh, mm-hmm. as John says in chapter one, and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Right. So the the whole dynamic is one of suffering versus comfort, one of hope versus hopelessness and despair, one of life versus death. We're in this spiritual war, and that's why we're suffering. We're suffering because we're in a war. the The world is at war. At war, the kingdom of God is at war with the kingdom of darkness, and the kingdom of Middle Earth is gone. It was a make believe, mythical, made up kingdom of of the imagination. Yeah. It was set up to es- help us, give us an escape from the pain of the se- of the real kingdoms that are at war. I think Satan has done everything he can to distract us with substitutes, dis- uh, distractions, escapes, and things to keep us from focusing on the true power of the, the the truth of Jesus Christ, His kingdom come, His will be done, His great power. Satan does not want anyone to receive hope in that, but you today can receive that hope because. That's real. That's the truth. It's it. No matter what Satan lies, how many lies are stacked around the truth, and the pretend, the imagination, whatever the fantasy worlds, the fables, the myths, the uh, the hocus pocus, the, the the smoke and mirrors, the, uh, the back and forth of all this crazy insanity. There's one thing that remains true, and that is the Lord God and His Word. Um, so the suffering and the conflict that we're going through. Um, can be it can be attributed to part of it to this war, uh, the unbelief, the, um, the 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 scoffing, the skepticism, the rejection of the truth, uh, mm-hmm. and go and, ahead. So it's kind of like you know in a, a land where there's war right now, and there are the many lands death, where yes, there is yes. war and there's destruction. So you have you know political leaders mm-hmm. that come and have a uh, a, goal, a lot to say. Have, have an agenda. <laughs> have a lot to say. And the people are, you know, experience the fall. Crushed the regular people. the weight of the wickedness. Yeah. Exactly. But we know that, that, that for us as believers, the trial of our faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, according to Peter, um, that there's, a, there's a crushing, there's a pressure, there's a heat to, to create and stamp in us the image of Jesus Christ. That's how you form the image on a coin is you put it under heat and pressure and so the, that the, that's the whole point of God is to create and, and, and those who uh, he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his dear son. And that's exactly why we're being pressured and, and under the heat and the circumstance of the suffering to be conformed to the image of his, of his dear son. So he says that in, in, uh, in James and Peter, they both say, count it all joy when you fall into various trials and temptations. The yeah, pe- the, James chapter 1. These are, these are opportunities to become more like Jesus Well, and thing, also show up the flaws in our lives. Right, right. And counting it joy when you have trials, you have pressures, 
There's attacks of the enemy. There's sickness. There's disease. There's everything there, there's, you can there's imagine. There's opposition. There's people lying about us. Mental people, torment. Mental. Just just seeing everything. Well, Jesus said in the last days, men heart men's hearts will be failing them for fear mm-hmm. because they see the things coming upon the earth, mm-hmm. and there's a whole deluge, a daily overwhelming deluge of lies from the powers of darkness that come to us. And so standing in the truth. The midst of all that. Why can we rejoice? Why can we count a joy when we're in the midst of all this pressure and all this difficulty? Because we know the truth. We know the reason. We know the purpose. We know the end, the ending. And Jesus said in Matthew 24 that in those last days, which I believe we're in, he said that many will be offended will betray one another and will hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and deceive many. And because of lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. And so it's that these things, the lawlessness, the the betrayals, the treachery, the hatred, the offense, the accusations, that people pull away from one another. They, they, they disunite, they separate, they isolate. They don't want to be involved. They want to back off. They want to be safe. But it, a lot of times in isolation comes loneliness and despair as well. So there's the real only good place, safe ground, is to be in the midst of the will of the Lord God and walking in his spirit. So so one of the things, again, that causes us to suffer is the world, the war, the war, the world at war. And, you know, that's where we are today. And I really believe we are in Revelations. I believe the, the red horse, the horse of violence and murder and bloodshed is, is riding. The second reason we um, suffer is because sin opens the door to demonic judgments. People mm-hmm. do not understand this. They think God is the one making all these terrible things happen, punishing us, teaching us a lesson, etc. But it's the, de- the the demon, the enemy that does this to us. Um, his justice, Satan's form of justice, his law of justice, reciprocity, is an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. That's his version of justice. And where he he acts as the handler of the humans. He's the punisher and the rewarder to train and influence and coerce and hold hostage those created by God. So it's just like in a rat lab. The the scientist can punish the rat with an electric shock or he can reward him with a pellet. And in that way, he can train and influence him and control him completely uh, because of his appetites. And so our appetite needs to be in Christ Jesus. Our affections need to be in Christ Jesus and not be led away by other things that... um, can cause us to become betray the truth that is within us. And the third thing that, that causes us to lose our joy and, and suffer is our own free will. Our free will has been used against us. And the devil uses it to trick us to agree with him, to depart from the truth, to turn away from God. The devil holds this, um, the lost under his spell, the spell of the lie, to get us to choose death and push away life. So the world is sin and the devil. Mm -hmm. Yeah, choosing death and pushing away life because there's such an increase in number of suicides in our nation these days. And not just, you know, among young people especially. Mm -hmm. And then there are people that we think, man, they seem like they have it all. I mean, they have money, they have wealth, they have fame, they have power, but still... But they're miserable in their hearts and, and you because know they're disconnected in the you know with God. They're they're not uh, in right relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ. I believe a lot of these people are also blackmailed, bullied, and 
and bewitched and they have you know mm-hmm. they ha- they need our prayers they need our prayers because if they're t- if they're humans if they're eternal souls uh, created by God then they're going to have to spend eternity somewhere and so a lot of them have been pushed into terrible places and they don't see a way out it just looks like the, this complete blackness and darkness so Jesus is the light of the world he's asked us to be the light of the world so as you are the light of the world and as you suffer in your suffering begin to pray for those who need to be delivered and count it all joy when you fall into various various trials as James said this knowing knowing that the testing of our faith produces patience and endurance we know that so if you know something you don't have to worry about and be double minded well is this going to work what's happening here i don't know what's happening here everything's falling apart i must have made a wrong turn i must be out of the will of god blah 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 all these things are from the devil talking to your mind putting these thoughts in your head tempting you to, to you know to fail to believe the lie and so if he, if he says if we're coming into this christmas season count it all joy well this gives a whole new meaning to joy to the world <laughs> really the, you know, when we're suffering, the, the whole world's suffering, and he's saying, count it all joy, joy to the world. The whole world lies in the suffering, the pain, and the longing um, for the hope of his second coming. Many have lost hope in that. They don't even believe in that. They don't even believe that, that Jesus Christ came the first time, and he's surely not going to come the second time. Yeah, when we have this idea that as long as everything is good, as long as I'm healthy, um, I got plenty of money, got food, you know, got good friends, got success, got recognition. This is the idea of of happiness. Right, it's this such is a the temporary. idea of full yeah. fulfillment. Yeah. This is where we can we mm-hmm. can rejoice because everything is going so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, the Bible as says, it seems, but the Bible says all flesh is as grass mm-hmm. and the flower of the field fades and that's life you, you you're not going to stay in that that lovely place for very long but 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 when you know jesus when you're at peace with god when you're walking in holiness when you're walking in in um agreement with who you are created to be you will have peace and harmony and joy and hope in your heart no matter what is going on outside outside in the world because that's really where they can't put out our light because the world can't take that which christ jesus has given us, and he is the eternal light. He, he is the light that lights our lamp. He is he's what keeps us burning and bright mm-hmm. and going forward, even when we want to want to despair. Yeah, even if, if, even if those opposed to the gospel and opposed to us kill us, God still got us. We're it, in his hands, whether, yeah. by, whether it, through life or through death, we're the Lord's. Whether we live, that Paul said, whether we live, live or therefore, die. or die, mm-hmm. we are the Lord's. And that's something to rejoice in. Jesus said rejoice. Mm-hmm. Didn't re- Don't rejoice because the demons are subject to. He said rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Amen. Don't re- rejoice in because you have power, you have ability, you have things, things going, are going well. Yeah. Things are going well. Your name's written in heaven. Mm-hmm. And that's something we have to look beyond this life. The way to... You know, there's that old saying: people are are so heavenly minded, they're no earthly good. Well, some some people are so earthly minded, they're no heavenly good. Mm-hmm. And so, but the thing is, to be good, to to do good, to accomplish mm-hmm. blessing in the earth, is is because we're thinking we're thinking above this life. Right. Where our, our affections are in heaven, our affections are with Jesus Christ, and because of that. That's when we do the most good to bring the rescue 
and healing and deliverance to those around us. And that's the whole task to comfort. He said, comfort my people. Well, you can't comfort them if you're not comforted yourself. You cannot bring them to the truth if you're walking in, a, in, da- in darkness and the light yourself. So part of what we're, we're here to do is be the light of the world. Keep this the darkness from swallowing up the lost, bringing them into the place, breaking the spell and the grip of the terrible one, the wickedness, and bringing them to the place where they also can find their hope in God. And I believe that's why we're in this process of waiting and delay and suffering, because we are waiting for God to bring in the final harvest. And the people, you know, you you and I, if you don't like being here and you'd rather be in heaven, then get busy and go into the harvest field so we can get that done so we can go home and, 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 and relax. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Get, you know, and you'll find that if you are start doing consistently by walking in the Spirit, listening to the Holy Spirit, rather than listening to your soul, your mind, will, and emotions, if you listen to the Holy Spirit and start doing what He says to do, you say, well, I can't know that. I don't know that. I don't know what the Holy Spirit says. Yes, you do. You just don't recognize it because you cast it off as, well, that's just me. Or that's just something else. But God's spirit is speaking to our spirits. And if we just do this, do the next right thing, according to God, that's one step in front of the next. Keeping going, walking in righteousness, peace, joy, love, read the word of God, meditate on the word of God, eat the word of God, savor it, store it up in your mind, meditate on it, and even speak to yourself the word of God as you're going through your day. Begin, you know, as your day, so shall your strength be. The Lord will never leave or forsake us. God is good all the time. Uh, trust in the Lord. Lean not to your understanding. All these. If you start talking to yourself, encouraging yourself in the Lord, and then be thankful. Yes, we've just come through a season of thanksgiving, but that season has been extended all to the rest of this year. If we are thankful, if we are joyful, if we know the truth, what can they really do to us? The Bible says they can take your physical life, but they can't take your soul. They can't take you. So, um, you know, the other thing is we have to realize that we're here for a purpose. Um, and the reason we're suffering, actually, is because we don't really belong here. We yeah. don't belong here because we were mm-hmm. brought here, deliberately brought here by the Lord to perfect that which concerns us, um, for him to be show his faithfulness to us. But we also... Um, often suffer on that torture rack of fear, fear and anxiety because we don't know why we're here. Yeah, we're you know we're strangers and aliens, pilgrims. Yeah, pilgrims passing through. So we are not of this world. John seventeen and Jesus says, praying for us, praying for his disciples. That would and that prayer extends to us today. That we're um, we're not of this world. We're in this world. We're not of this world. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, I don't pray that you take them out of this world, mm-hmm. this world of corruption and evil, but that you would keep them from the evil one. Keep, you know, let's be at, at the place here where um, we don't, we're, we're pilgrims passing through. This is, this is uh, yep. one, of, one of our old uh, brothers in the Lord used to say that this world is the dressing room for eternity. Mm-hmm. We're preparing for eternity and we're helping to prepare others for eternity too. And we have to have to remember, Marjorie, is that in this world of suffering, when people are, are suffering, this is our opportunity not to take advantage of people, but to take advantage of the opportunity to bring life and mm-hmm. hope and blessing. 
And it's not just a pat on the shoulder. It's not just a, oh, oh, God bless you type thing. It's getting into their lives and saying, hey, I love you. Jesus loves you. There's hope. Connect with him today, and uh, and you you will stand strong even in the midst of all this suffering that's right. going on in you at times and around you as well. Well, the suffering that we're suffering personally sometimes, you know, makes it hard for us to stay focused, to stay hopeful, to stay joyful, the pain, the the misery, the injustice. And so, again, um, committing those things to the Lord and recognizing that you are not alone in your suffering. The Lord God is with you. He says he goes with us. He's afflicted with the afflict, afflictions of the righteous. He's afflicted with our afflictions. He, he suffers with you. He weeps with you. He cries with you. You say, well, why would he do that? Why doesn't he just fix it? Well, the thing is, God, well, it, it, because there's still things out there that Satan is using to justify his, his attack against you, and God knows that he is the answer. So the more we submit to the Lord, the more we come into the truth, the more we recognize we're not alone, the more we recognize there's a purpose to this and that all things work together for good. And the more we know that the Lord God is good and with us in us, that is going to greatly lift the sorrow itself because much of the sorrow is from loneliness and, and isolation and feeling rejected and feeling unloved. And if you know Jesus Christ is with you in the midst of the stuff of the suffering, his spirit dwells within us, then there is no more um, agreement with the spirit of loneliness and isolation. So we have to know that, that God is suffering with us. He's, he wants us comforted. He loves us. And his truth and the comfort he sends to us through other people is what he's going to use to bring us to that place of rich fulfillment, rest, and restoration. Um, so... so Comfort, you know, as we're comforted, uh, Paul writes to the Corinthians, he says he's the, that God is the God of all comfort. Mm-hmm. He comforts us, and uh, and then he wants us to comfort others. That, that doesn't mean we comfort others in their sin. That doesn't mean that we just say, oh, everything's fine, and you're just good, and all all this stuff. But if, if someone is, we, yeah, comfort, we, over, you know, we comfort people by letting them know that, hey, that you you need to come to Jesus, mm-hmm. speaking need, the truth. You in speak love. the truth in love. Mm-hmm. You know you can't just live the way you are now because that's what's hurting you. That's what's hurting mm-hmm. you. So mm-hmm. it's we we call you out of it. it. The Bible says that the Lord has called us out of darkness and into His marvelous light. So yeah. that's that's the call that we bring, and and so. And Peter so, but says, we're here to stand with one another, mm-hmm. comfort one another. That's what Peter he says. He says that anyone is overtaken in a fault mm-hmm. or in a sin or a bad situation. A Galatians, was it five or six? He says, you who are spiritual, restore, restore. such a one in a spirit of meekness, considering yourselves lest, lest you, you be tempted. Be tempted. Mm-hmm. So, so we're here to not throw, throw one another away, but to bring comfort and help and restoration to, to everybody we can while we can. Peter talks about a lot of this really specifically in his first gospel, uh, epistle. And in chapter 3, starting with verse um, 9, he's, talking, he's telling the people how you suffer, how to, how to do it, how to do it right. Uh, if there's a way to suffer right. He says, um, having, he says finally in verse eight, 3, 8, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another, love as brothers, be tender-hearted, be courteous, not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that we were all we were called to this, 
that you may inherit a blessing called to this being the suffering. For he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking, speaking guile. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Then he goes on to say in, in verse 17 and 18, For it is better, if it is the will of God, to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered for once for sin, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God and put to death in the flesh, um, and, be, and being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. So there is a purpose for Jesus' suffering, a purpose for us suffering. Let the Lord get his full measure out of our suffering. And that then becomes the place of joy and the place of reward, the place of restoration and the place of healing. Let me read again in First Peter chapter 4, verse 12. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, mm-hmm. as though some strange thing happened to you. I thought, well, when I come to Jesus, every, all my problems need to go away. Well, that's not true. Your burdens will go away. Your sins will go away. But you, you're still in this war. Uh, he says, but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, mm-hmm. that when his glory is revealed, you may be glad with exceeding joy. If you are reproached or insulted for the name of Christ, blessed are you, you're happy. For the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. On their part, he is blasphemed, but on your part, he is glorified. Then he brings down the, kind of the, the flip side of this, but let none of you, <coughs> excuse me, Suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, or a busybody in other people's matters. Mm -hmm. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. So he said there's no glory in suffering because we're doing something evil or doing something stupid. Um, There's no glory in that. But he says judgment begins at the house of God. Yes, and we are, well, we are the house of God. And so God is putting his house in order. He's, he's arranging things the way they ought to be, the right way, the divine order of things. And so we're just, as we go through this season, meditate on these things and receive the, the comfort of God speaking. You know, if you need to repent, if you need to confess, if you need to acknowledge a sin or a wrongdoing or an attitude or whatever it is, take that opportunity to confess it and ask for forgiveness from God, and for if there's others you need to ask for forgiveness for. So we can enjoy this season. This is an opportunity. We're wrapping up the year. It's the end of the, the last month. Where you know, make things right with yourself and with God. It's time for, to enter into peace and the spirit, the true spirit of life and resurrection and res- revelation, even in this darkest month of the year, supposedly. So as we receive the revelation of God, as we received that gift of Jesus Christ coming as a baby, as we wait, as we grow, as we groan with all creation, as we grow, we're shrinking, reducing less of me, more of him. As we increase, we decrease. As we gather, we let go. As we praise, we praise even as we hurt. We rejoice in everything, even as we weep. We go forward, even as we're confined. We are more than conquerors, as we lay down our lives for Jesus, who is the way back home, the truth unchanging, and life eternal. So, Father God, we thank you for this opportunity. Again, your sweet comfort, your counsel, your blessing, your encouragement, 
your strength to do that which is right in your sight. Lord God, and cast off the hidden works of darkness, the darkness of this world, and choose firmly and completely uh, with integrity to understand, walk back into the truth of who we are and who you are. And Father, bless us now as we seek to bless others, restore unto us the things that have been stolen, heal the brokenhearted, uh, give sight and, and light to those who are blinded, and bring us back into the fullness of joy and peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.